Good day, brothers and sisters, and welcome to another edition of Centurion Faith, the podcast that helps the believer in Jesus Christ to seek the kind of faith that makes him marvel. The Bible says that without faith, it's impossible to please God because anyone who comes to God must not only believe that he exists, but that he's a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. Again, he's a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. So this is a podcast definitely for diligent seekers of Jesus Christ. Um, We can know him now by his spirit. What a wonderful gift he's given us, the Holy Spirit. And we can know Jesus by the Holy Spirit, which is absolutely amazing. And uh, Jesus himself said, blessed are those who have have not seen him in the flesh and yet believe. Um, Remember Thomas, he had to see him in the flesh Um, And that's when Jesus said that. So anyway, I just am so grateful for you for giving this a listen. I've had some encouragement lately from some people I've run into about this podcast. So thank you for that, those encouraging words. Thank you, Libby. And uh, thank you, Mike, um, for for the comments and for for so many others who have... uh, um, My friend Hines and other people who give this a listen and... And, um, and just keep me encouraged because these times are getting really crazy. But I have good news for you today. I um, haven't done a podcast in a while because I've been working on some other things and um, just trying to really uh, get direction from the Lord and where he wants me to go. And he certainly got me moving in many new directions. And, and um, I'm just so thankful lately for what he's shown me. And I have... Um, I want to share something with you that's going to kind of connect um, two things together. It's going to, I have uh, really feel like um, just a burden in a good way, um, a, a leading of the Lord, if you will, to, to do a, um, a little channel on YouTube just about money. And it's going to be called Lord Teach Me About Money. And I have the platform kind of set up and I just, I just have to record the first episode, but um, that's actually going to be the name or the t- or the title of this message today is Lord, teach me about money. There are so many things going on in the world right now um, with regard to finances and our monetary system that we're under and how how um, corrupt it is and how the world is basically under a debt, a mountain of debt that it can't get out of. And, you know, I'm going to talk about that a lot and teach on that. And I've, I've just waited and waited and waited until the Lord told me go and to teach about this because I like to take things that are very complicated and just break them down and ask the Lord to help me break them down into um, terms and ideas that are understandable and just easy to see. Not only easy to see what the enemy is doing um, as he's stealing, killing, and destroying our monetary systems, but how he's basically just robbed everybody blind. But I like to look at it through the context and through the lens of of the gospel, the the Bible, the B-I-B-L-E, the word of God, the scriptures. And so I'm trying to just take those two things, this world system, this world's money system, which we know is passing away. Anybody with um, who, who's awake at all knows that this thing's coming down. So when we look at that and we look at God's system and, and the kingdom system, um, I just asked the Lord, what is money? 
And I'm just going to teach a little bit about that today. And before you guys tune out and say, oh, money, I hate it when people that are preachers or teachers talk about money, keep in mind that really so many of Jesus's parables, I think there's 38 parables of Jesus in the Bible. And I heard somebody say half of them were about money. I don't think it's that many. I kind of counted them up this morning, but it's at least about a third of them are about money directly or money's involved in them. And, um, you know, probably more like 16 out of the 38, something like that, are are about uh, either directly about money or have money involved in them. Um, And so God knew um, how important money would be to us. And it's something that's needed. It's always been around. There's always been means of exchange and barter. And so God is certainly not against money. Um, he, He was given money at his birth. You know, he's given gold. And gold is certainly something we're going to dig into and talk about. That's actually real money. I'll give you a little teaser there that gold is, is in the Bible, is real money. And we're going to talk about biblically what is real money and what is not. And what does God say about money and, and how we should use it. So this is going to be a series. This is going to be something, this, this podcast today is more of a teaser to try to get some people to tune in. But I will tell you this, what I think... What God is showing me is so profound and I'm so excited about it that I want to share it, but I want to share it primarily with the body of Christ. I'm going to ask anybody listening to to this podcast and to the YouTube um, messages that I'm going to do um, under the title, Lord, Teach Me About Money. I want to ask you to just share these nuggets with believers because I think this is something he wants to... um, the, the body of Christ to have. And again, I'm not going to go outside of anything that I that uh, that the that's not in the Bible, that's not in the scriptures. I'm not going to go. I think there's even a scripture in first or second Corinthians saying talking about not going beyond what is written. So I want to try to to the best of my ability, line up with what I'm teaching, line up what I'm teaching through the lens of the scriptures and what God says about money and how he wants us to treat money and how he wants us to use money. Um, And what is it for, ultimately, right? So anyway, I'm gonna gonna just read some scriptures about money and things that that Jesus taught in Matthew 6. It's a great, uh, it's the last, uh, there's, I think it's um, five, six, and seven, or like what they call the Sermon on the Mount or the Beatitudes in the six, he he teaches us about prayer. And, um, and he teaches us about giving um, right at the beginning of chapter 6 in Matthew. And then he teaches us how to pray. And he goes into the Lord's Prayer. And this is all great. You can read all of Matthew 6 pretty quickly. But I'm going to go into where he uh, um, starts talking about money. After he talks about the Lord's Prayer, he says um, in uh, nine, verse 19, Matthew six nineteen. Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth where moth and rust does corrupt and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourself treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust does corrupt and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The light of the body is the eye. If therefore thine eye be single, thy whole body shall be full of light. But if thine eye be evil, the whole body shall be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in thee be darkness, how great is that darkness? And there's an exclamation point behind how great is that darkness. 
Listen to this. This is the verse I want to key on. No man can serve two masters, for either he will hate one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. You cannot serve God and mammon. This tells you right away, Jesus is saying this is a heart thing. You don't want to have your heart attached to money. And, you know, I've always said and taught on these podcasts and anything that you put ahead of God is an idol, really. So if you put money ahead of them, some people put their family or maybe their pets or whatever ahead of God, it, it, it becomes an idol. So God has always got to be first on the list. But then he goes into talking about, you know, needing things and, and having physical things we need, food and money and clothing and all that. And he says... Take no thought for your life in the next verse, uh, what you shall eat, what you shall drink, or your body, what shall you put on? Is life not worth more than, than meat and the body more than raiment or, or clothing? Behold the fowls of the air. He's talking about the birds. For they sow not, neither do they reap, nor do they gather in barns. Yet your heavenly Father feedeth, feedeth them. Are you not much better than they, right? Aren't you more valuable than the birds? Which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubic to his stature? Question mark. And why do you take thought for raiment? That's clothing. Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow and they toil not, neither do they spin. In other words, they don't have to put a lot of effort into growing and looking beautiful. But I say to you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Talking about how a flower is so much more beautiful than even Solomon arrayed in all his glorious uh, garb that he had. Wherefore, if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today, which is here today and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O oh, you of little faith, right? Therefore, take no thought, saying, What shall we eat? What shall we drink? Or where shall we be clothed? Or in other words, what shall we wear? For after all these things the Gentiles seek, that's the non-believers, right? For your heavenly Father knows what you have need of. He knows you have need of these things, it says. But here's the key, Matthew six thirty three. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. Take, therefore, no thought for tomorrow. Don't worry about tomorrow, right? For tomorrow shall take thought of itself, Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. In other words, you're going to have enough evil going on in this day and enough things to worry about and coming at you with all the evil in this world that you can't be worrying about tomorrow and how you're going to get by. But it says in 633, one of my favorite scriptures, um, six is the number of man. And so Matthew 633, 33 is a Jesus number. He lived for 33 years. Three is Father, Son, Holy Spirit. It's a triune number. So it's a great number to a great way to remember this scripture. Six thirty-three. This is man seeking after God. We could say, but seek seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. I put it this way: keep your eye on Jesus, like it says in six twenty-two, and your whole body will be full of light. When you keep your eye on Jesus in your heart, uh, that that's what it's talking about. the The eye is the lamp of the body and the the heart. If you keep your heart or your eye set on Jesus, I really believe the material things in this world will hunt you down. 
I don't think you have to chase after money. I think if you're a God chaser, money will chase after you. And I think I can prove that in my in in the scriptures and by by some personal testimonies. But I'm not going to get into that today. I'm just going to stick to some other scriptures. Um, Matthew, uh, or uh, excuse me, 1 Timothy 6.10 is one that I wanted to read. And I have it here in the NIV. And it says that um, this is one that a lot of people are familiar with. And um, he, actually, I'm going to read 6, 6 through 6.10 and then key on 6.10. But it says, godliness with contentment is great gain. And that's what I'm talking about, godliness, chasing after God, trying to be like God. Godliness with a little g, right? We're, we're his offspring. You're a chip off the old block. You're created in the image of your father. So like a son, you try to a good son always tries to imitate his father who he really loves and admires, and that's us. So it says, godliness with contentment is great gain, right? Being content. For we brought nothing into this world and we can take nothing out of it. (laughs) You've never seen a hearse with a U-Haul behind it, right? But if we have food and clothing, we will be content with that. Exactly. People who want to get rich fall into temptations and a trap into many foolish and harmful desires that plunge men into ruin and destruction. For the love of money, and this is verse 6, this is 1 Timothy 6.10. For the love of money, that word is love of money, the love of money is key. Not money. This scripture is often misquoted. People say money is the root of all evil. It's not. For the love of money is a root of all evil. Some people eager for money have wandered from the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs. We already know that this world is run by bankers. I think everybody has seen this in the last four years. It's been exposed since COVID. I'm going to teach more about that on my YouTube channel. But this, all these, um, everything that we see in this world is the governments of this world and um, all these wars and uh, uprisings are all from greed. They're all bankers' wars. Um, we're going to touch on that on my my. Um, my YouTube channel, but it's, uh, I'm not going to go into a deep dive today, but money is really how the devil controls everybody. And most of the people that are, have this uber, uber wealth that are above all these big shots that we see, the folks that we see that are super wealthy on, on TV have basically the vast majority of them. I'm not going to say everyone because God's got billionaires and in places and he's God's got his people everywhere but the vast majority of the people with the uber wealth are wicked people they didn't get there um, by being nice people I'll just tell you that and I know this from experience and from just from what they say and and the things that they post and the things that they believe in they're wicked to the core and this world is really run by bankers by money and we're going to talk about that and talk about these these bankers, the Federal Reserve banks everywhere, not just our Federal Reserve, which by the way is not federal and there's no reserves. This whole system that we're under is a debt-based monetary system. And we're gonna touch on that in these teachings. I'm just keep giving you some teases here, but I'm just saying that there's a better way. God's got a better way, but he's also got a way that I'm gonna show you um, of, of he, he's going to answer the question of what is money. And there's a difference between money and currency. This paper system that we're under, this fiat currency, they call it, is a, is a debt-based system. And all the nations of the earth now are under this fiat 
debt-based system. And there's no longer any gold or silver back in the money. It's all debt. And anybody who just knows Economics 101 knows that all nations are in a tremendous amount of debt. There's 190-some-odd nations in the United Nations, and they're all steeped in debt. And we're, all we're doing is passing the debt around, and it's kind of like the sin debt. It just keeps building and building and building until it's going to collapse. So what we want to do is follow God, but God does want us, he knows we what things we have need of, that we have need of food and clothing and material things and the, and the means of exchange, there is money. There is real biblical money. I'm gonna talk about that. I'm gonna just give you a tease, but, but it's not the paper money. Um, but ultimately, what we wanna do, if there's one thing that I could teach and have you take away uh, from this today, and, and we're gonna do deep, deeper dives into all of this on, on my uh, YouTube channel, but the one takeaway from today is this, Keep your eyes on Jesus and your heart set on Jesus and he will take care of you just like he takes care of the birds of the air and the flowers of the field. He will take care of you. Hebrews 13, 5 is a great scripture for this too. It says, keep yourselves free from the love of money. There it is again. Keep yourselves free from the love of money for I have said, I will never leave you and I will never forsake you. You know, I've been quoting that scripture forever. For two decades, I've been walking with the Lord over two decades. And I've always said, the Lord says in the Old Testament and the New, I'll never leave you, never forsake you. I quoted that scripture all the time, but I didn't quote the, the first half of it. The first half of it, this is Hebrews thirteen five says, keep your lives free from the love of money. For I have said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. In other words, he's saying, if you have me, if you have my presence in your life, which you do as a born-again believer, you have the Holy Spirit who has sealed your spirit. Romans 5.5, 5, the Holy Spirit has been shed abroad in your heart, or the love of God, I'm sorry, has been shed abroad in your heart by the Holy Spirit who he's given you. Luke 11.13, Jesus says it himself, if you love to give good gifts to your children, Think all these things, material things we give our kids, even money. If you love to give good gifts to your children, how much more does your Father in heaven want to give you the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit, the presence of Jesus Christ himself, is the greatest gift we could ever have. And when we focus on that and say, thank you, Jesus, for your presence, he will take care of you. And he'll not only give you what you have need of, but he, when the more you get to know him, the more he will build up an infrastructure in you where you can handle the weight of more of his, of his actual spiritual presence and then the physical glory that comes with it, the, the, the weight of glory, as C.S. Lewis called it, meaning he, you can, as you learn to walk with the Lord and, and he, you learn to trust him and he learns that he can trust you, he can get more money through your hands because he knows you'll use it for the ultimate purpose of advancing his kingdom. And that is to say, to help other people. Because, you know, as you grow in, in, in wealth, God's expectation is, is that you would use that for his purposes. And that's to love on people and to do good and to, to help others who, who are less fortunate. So I'm gonna close with that. I just, uh, 
I really wanted to just kind of plant a couple seeds in, in you today, give you this tease on this message that I'm calling, Lord, teach me about money. When I flip it on, when I do the first uh, episode on, on YouTube, I'll, I'll let you know or just keep an eye out for it. I think it's already established on there. There's just no videos posted yet. But I'm going to go into a deeper dive about the monetary system that we're under in this country and that we're under um, globally. And it is, I'll just say this, it's a debt-based system. And the Bible says that the borrower is always slave to the lender. And we are under a slave system. Anybody who works for a living knows you feel like a slave sometime because you're pedaling, pedaling, pedaling. You're running on the treadmill on the hamster wheel, I call it. And you're just you know trying to pay your bills. Um, a study came out last week that said over half the people, 60% in this country, in the US, cannot uh, pay their rent. And so things are getting rough, but God has, found, has got a way out for us through his word and through his spirit. So I encourage you today, do not lose hope. Um, I would also encourage you, if you can, to leave any comments for this podcast and then also on the YouTube channel, maybe get on there and sign up for it. I think it's set up. It's Lord, teach me about money. But I'm going to um, put myself on the spot here and just say I will um, be, be putting a video on there shortly. I thank you for listening to this message today. I thank you for, for being a diligent seeker of Jesus Christ and for for joining me and and following you know this this channel and and um my um youtube channel that i'm gonna do as i follow christ and i i love you i thank you for for all of your uh support and all the comments everything like that so god bless you and i hope you have a blessed day